0: last time, so let me do it this time. That way we can use it. What's up, guys? John Sintez, Alex Rojas, Let's Win a Ball Game podcast. Uh, if you haven't, um, oh, do you have something on there?
1: No, I'm just looking at it.
0: Oh, <laughs> I thought you were ready to load it up. Um,
1: if you guys haven't followed
0: us, we are slacking on getting a lot of our stuff out, but we've both been working on some really cool stuff. Uh, matter of fact, I just went live on my website with one of the things I don't necessarily mm-hmm. like what i'm reading but i am okay with that because it's the internet you can change anything you want so there (laughs) is that (laughs) so uh but you know i got a cool little promo video coming soon you know stuff like that but um anyway uh alex and i are, are really pumped to uh do this podcast it's one of our our favorite things to do basically if you haven't followed us before we actually have conversations that Crack me up, slash learn, slash explore, and my guy right here, I am very thankful for because the questions that he asks and the the in depth uh, process that he evaluates things at allow us to get into very deep conversations very fast. Because my guy here is very very much a ninja. If you if you understand what our process is, so Alex, sure. I appreciate you. How's it going? I know we we talked about. I have a similar type story, but you you go ahead you. You're just minding your own business, and you send me a video of a coyote just, what, what, recognize, you know.
1: (laughs) My dad and I work out Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, and he is, so I actually had a conversation today. He said, when I was 30, I was in the worst shape of my life, and I'm at 62 now, and I'm in way better shape than when I was 30. I was like, well, that's pretty cool. But before he said that, we're playing frisbee, which we typically do, get a little dynamic. He has to run. He's got to jump. He's got to reach. He makes a move. And he just goes coyote. And I turn around, and 60 feet away, maybe even closer, 20 yards. It was just right – 20 yards, 60 feet, right? I was just looking at this thing. I was like, dude, that's, like, the size of my dog, not weight-wise, but just, like, kind of the height. He was a smaller male. And he just locked eyes on me. And I was like, what's up, motherfucker? Like, how you doing, bro? (laughs) I didn't have anything, like – and this isn't like a coyote's like, going to come up and run up on me, right? But it was just the – of yeah, just like there were turkeys that he was following. My dad lives next to like this open space area. Mm-hmm, so there's mm-hmm. deer that walk through there. Like I've seen bucks that would be mounted on walls that people would tell stories about. They just walk through my dad's neighborhood. I'm just like, man, I'd love to shoot you. But okay, anyways, <laughs> uh, this coyote was just hanging out. And so this is why I love the coyotes. And this is why I think baseball is so fun to me. And this is a conversation that you and I have had, and it's a conversation my dad and I have had. So coyote is one of the most adaptable animals on the planet. It lives in like all 48 of the States, I think outside of Alaska and Hawaii. So, I mean, that's, I can't think of many creatures that are so similar, that live in such a diverse amount of places, but they're just the king of adapting and they're just able to survive where they are. And my dad and I were having a conversation about playing frisbee. And we were just talking about how this is so fun for us because not every throw is guaranteed that I'm gonna hit you in the chest, I have to work on it. And it mm-hmm. creates adaptability, is there wind? Is there, you know, is it cold today? Is it hot today? Where's the wind going, right? How do I wanna throw this? Like, where am I standing in relation to you? Right. And it's just a lot of stuff. And it's the same reason why baseball is so simple. Yes, you're swinging a bat and you're hitting a ball. And it's very simple. But the complexity at which we play it, because not everything is going to be the same, is why you and I both enjoy it. Because it's just this constant puzzle where it's like, okay, so that happened. That had never happened before. I've been here for 20 years. Like, I'm 28. I've been playing baseball. Like, legit, when I was nine, I got my heart broken. I found out I wasn't on the All-Star team. I took it personally. And then the next 20 years has been what it's been, Right that has been a making of 20 years right and there are still things that i see and i'm like wow that's cool that's really cool
0: right right it makes sense i mean uh firsts right it's it's funny that i was trying to explain to some kids the other day that like firsts happen all the time and you know you never know what that's going to be but once you understand it comes from I wouldn't, you're going to say it, but more than likely somebody else around is going to say it and you're going to go, yeah, oh yeah, me too. And it's this phrase. That's the first time I've ever seen that.
1: Who said that? This is, it's so competitive these days that all the small intricates are highlighted, in my opinion, at least. So I'm not going to disagree with you to my friend there, but I just feel like this is another conversation we had. There's a lot of travel ball teams that play 67 games in three months and we may not get to discuss the intricacies of things because we've played so many games and you're 9 to 12 years old. Hello.
0: Mm-mm. I not know. Oh, we had a little bit of a setup drop here. Hold on. Just one this second. Happens. Yeah, I know. I don't
1: disagree that the intricacies aren't talked about. They aren't highlighted in our day and age. But mm-hmm. when you're playing, we got two on a Saturday. If we win these, we guarantee you got three on Sunday. If we win mm-hmm. two on Sunday, we're going to play two more. And then you're going to do that two weeks later, and these kids don't practice and talk about what we just did at the tournament. That's where the intricacies are, right? That's where John and I are trying to win a ballgame. Let's talk about these things, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about it.
0: Well, I would say – all right, let's keep going to that, right? Baseball is supposed to be a seasonal game, which means that in seasonal games you, you have replications of matchups, right? And so when you go play in a travel ball game, you have no idea unless you've played that team, like what the consistent skill level is going to be, you know, uh, you know, some kid, I would say the younger they are, the more the, the inconsistency of the range of performance and anybody that you find at a young age that's very consistent at what they're doing, you know, does that mean it's going to last a lifetime? No, it, it's a very up and down. It's a hundred percent, you know, it's very streaky. Type thing. so you know, yeah. Just let's so, just right. Just oh, back. for sure, right, right. Well, of course, right. They're viewed, they're scouted. They don't stand a chance. Like, let's just be honest. Let's be honest. What American sixteen-year-old is going to get four point six million dollars? I would say none. I would say zero. Zero. I don't know one kid. Did plays Jordan a
1: five hundred foot home run at thirteen? He didn't, didn't even get that much. He didn't
0: money. get Yeah, yeah, he didn't get that much money. So, just, yeah, we can we can go perfect game travel ball all we want, but until we start traveling to the Dominican Republic of Venezuela to play these kids that are actually good, like they're just very. They're, it's it's a uh, it's an unfortunate event because they're very out of touch with reality on like what skill actually is. You know, it's the small town syndrome, as I like to call it. You know, me being from Florida, we would. All the kids that I grew up with thought they were better than they were. And I, n- I never felt like I was good, right? I, I felt like it was pretty good, but I didn't feel like it was that good. But I do remember every time we'd go down south, we'd get run-rolled. I was like, well, that's hilarious because I'm from the northwest part. We would go down, you know, get past the Orlando area, get to the Latin area, and run-rolled. And it was funny because for a long time, there was a, a, a school um, that was a little bit north of me. And big small town problem, but very big small town if that makes sense, right? Like huge high school, six, 7,000, all the athletes they need. And they thought they were really good. They'd go play in some of these tournaments, but they'd never go south. And then, you know, you got to work your way through the tournament to win state. And they'd go down there and be like, schlack. And I'd be like, yeah, not <laughs> surprised. Really not surprised.
1: So a similar thing happened around here. We had a Tri-Valley Babe Ruth team when I was 13. That was like, I mean, we had guys from 85, 86, like great hitters. And they played this other team that was one of the first travel ball select teams that I remember. If anybody from the Bay Area is listening, it's called the Star Makers. They were hot for a second. And they lost like 15 to nothing. And it was incredible because these guys like went, they ran the table at the Babe Ruth World Series, which is good baseball. It's not bad baseball. But then you realize what's out there, right? It's always, I I love to bring it back to jujitsu, right? Like, the more you get out there into the jungle, the more you're going to find out how legit you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you, can, you can play in the zoo all you want, but you're still in the zoo. Like that's mm-hmm. where like, like for example, we're, look, we're talking, we're talking about jujitsu constantly and like in this game way, but there's like this really simple way. It's all about trust. Like if I don't trust you to give you my arm, that you could potentially break. Like I'm not going to roll with you. Like if you're just going to keep going after I tap, I don't ever want to compete with you, right? But the repetitive nature of us going together, we build trust, and I understand when you're going to try to go for the arm bar, so I do something different. But because we're always going Mm -hmm. at each other, we're creating game plans, and we understand what somebody's trying to do. But here's the other side of that. If that's all you do, then you don't have an understanding of where you actually stack up. You have to, like, ebb and flow in and out. You know
0: what I mean? You know, it's funny because,
1: yeah, it's funny because
0: this Wiggins right here said, I grew up in San Diego. If I moved to Oklahoma my junior and senior year, exposure would have been way different. Small town syndrome, right? Think about the word exposure. It's a selfish word, right? People think, like, oh, I'm going to expose myself to them. But in actuality, like they're exposing themselves to you because you're learning to find out how good you are based on those theories of what you're doing. So like just being in that new environment and understanding, you know, what it is and how to get there, you know, it, it's, it just, you have to be there. I mean, you, you have to stand, you know, uh, small, let, let's just, if you were to, if you had a baseball organization, and you were going for a prospect that you were going to spend a ton of money with, you would have every expert that you have there to evaluate the guy, which means that all of the big leaguers that are still involved in the organizations are going and watching Juan Soto's little brother. And they're all signing off on it. They're all saying, yeah, dude, like, well, the way they train Juan Soto, look at him. He's advanced. He's doing his thing. He's 19. He's in the big leagues. Well, the brother's 16. So that means he's probably three years away from that. But like you don't get there unless I mean, they have too much data and too much quality of understanding what it is. So you know, in this process, you know, it's, it's interesting because I don't seeing the scouting services and the tournaments uh, produce the American athlete that is going to be the hall of famer. Like I just, it's not happening. Like, you know, major league baseball has made a concern effort to go after the Asian market. It's obvious, right? They, you know, they didn't necessarily like how Mike Trout went about it and then they converted to Otani and it it's, obvious that when we watch the game and we look at the game you know the American guys get penalized like it's so crazy I just said this the other day I just thought about this okay of those big four that that uh that big poppy's been talking about right big poppy right you got Barry Bonds you got Clemens and then who am I missing um Pete Rose right okay three of them talked to Condorus. one of them didn't right right mm-hmm. so that's weird that's super it's not, weird. not weird it's yeah. not, not weird right. yeah no, no entiendo inglés. <laughs> <laughs> well
1: sammy sosa did as well he's not in the hall of fame either
0: but that's what i'm saying right. that's what i'm saying
1: Right. But of those four
0: that we've been talking about,
1: right. David Ortiz is the only one
0: that, did, that went in there and was like, I, yeah, I'm not going to go. Yeah. Which is exactly what you should have done. Right. Right? Like, there was no – none of those questions had to be answered. None of those questions had to be answered. Had to. Now, you could have done the right thing and do some stuff, but they all incriminated themselves, and then they all thought that it wouldn't really come back on them, and then look what happened. Right now we got a bunch of nerds that decide to vote on things that they have no business voting on now. Now the process has been tainted. Right. The the popular, the popular opinion doesn't match what's happening.
1: So with that in mind, also shout out to the Spider-Man poster, by the way, powerful Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Look, big, big Spider-Man guy. Peter, he's pretty cool. Pretty smart guy. Probably would have been like a Jose Altuve type, like little guy, but just Mm -hmm. like figured it out Mm -hmm. mentally. Right. So I think with what you said about the baseball players at a younger age, not developing is really important to talk about because that goes back with the small town thing that goes back with the travel ball thing. Like, what are they doing differently to develop these guys to where they are ready at 19 so we can have more kids like Bryce Harper because the track is easier. Right. It's so much easier. Like, the track to become an NFL football player, if you're a really good football player, is like, I'm not sure because I haven't played football, but once you're in the SEC, you're pretty much there. It's not necessarily a lock for a lot of these, like, SEC, Vandy, Tennessee, Arkansas. Like, they're not all locked in to go into the big leagues and being Hall of Famers, but mm-hmm. it seems like LSU is panning out, like, at least five guys a year that at one point are going to be a Pro Bowl or two. And Alabama's doing the same thing. So these these programs have athletes that are physically developed and they just mentally develop them to understand the game because they're already not going to get beat on a step because if you get beat on a step in the SEC, that's the difference between you being on your ass or you making the tackle, right? And, like, I don't want the guy who's going to be on his ass in the NFL, right? I mean, I want Aaron Donald, right? 100%. But those are physical guys. But then you have the Cooper cops that just, like, you hear like, this is the smartest football player I've ever talked to, right? Those are the kind of guys that are coming up from the Dominican in terms of hitting. Like some of these guys are so advanced when they're hitting. It's like they're playing a different baseball game. Like watching Juan Soto hit hanging curveballs and fastballs at the top of the zone to the same part of the field, 450 feet, dead center. It's impressive at 20 years old to have the wherewithal to have an approach that allows you to do both of those things. Those are mm-hmm. very different pitches. So mm-hmm. how are they doing that? Is it because they just played Batia and they have cardboard gloves? If so, bro, throw your heart of the hideout until you make it. Like, just get rid of it then. Maybe that's what we got to do. I don't know. Maybe that's crazy to say.
0: hmm mm-hmm. I, I get about it. was college
1: development today. Just I want you to follow this. What is – goal of a college coach, if you've already established, like, yeah, you're good enough to come play ball for me, right? Then, from a development standpoint, because that's what we're talking about, like, there are high school kids that are going into college, and then no.
0: Well, I would say that the goal of a coach is to win a championship. It's nothing to do with development. They don't care. if you actually cared about the kid that got hurt, then you would stop the entire thing and wait for him to be ready. But right. just, that's, that's not how it works. Right. Next guy up. It right. always is next. If, if you've ever watched hard knocks or any of those behind the scene things and you actually hear the athletes, they sound nothing like your college coach. Not one of them. It's just, it, it's just not, it, it's come down to the point that people need to understand like this whole team thing is not real. It's just not real. Right. Cause the team isn't going to do it for you. You're going to do it.
1: And I won't disagree with that, but you can't have a tight knit team of individuals. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah,
0: sure. Sure. You can. No, you can. That's the Yankees. That's right. dude. They just, they just revolving door it that's the thing That's just different pieces like yeah. they're being chess pieced and they think they're being they they think they're making the moves but the owners are moving the chess pieces
1: it's true the people it's that are
0: actually true. running the game right? Right. right so like like i said there's a lot of eyewash and things that are out there that aren't allowing people to get better you know and and really advance dropped inside the ball. game you just dropped
1: what a truth bomb
0: well i mean it's the truth i mean that's mm-hmm as a guy, as a guy who never played affiliated baseball made his way into a league that I got to compete against affiliated guys. And then I have affiliated guys here right now training. It's just so obvious how to out of touch with the reality of what it is. Right. Like they actually think people care in the front office about them getting there. No, you're not. And it may, and it may, and it may face to face be looking like that. Right. But then when it comes down to the money and down to the process, like that's when things change. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, 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 what was all that stuff before, you know, what was all that? What was all those promises that you said before about me getting a chance to play at shortstop at X, X Northwest directional state of the blind. Right. You said, I got to play. Right. Well, we reevaluated last minute and we decided that you're actually second baseman. Mm. Now the kid's heartbroken. Right. So it's just, I'm really not surprised with all of these things. Like I get a kid in here every other day and they're like, can you believe this happened? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can, you know? Why don't you take a little ownership and understand that you weren't good enough, you know, you know, that, that's why I don't, it's just not a team game. It's just not, it's not.
1: It's not.
0: It definitely affects the team. Right. But like,
1: yeah. And you have to have communication amongst a group. Like, you guys have right. to at least be able to communicate. You have to be able to understand that you're playing together. But, like, just like you said, and there's brotherhood and there's friendships and shit. That's what happens when you're just at work, too. But, the, the, the like, kind of comparing what you're talking about to work, it would be like if jobs recruited you. And then every four years, like, there were just these cycles of people that would just leave and go. And it would be weird. Like, you'd be like, yeah, I worked for this place for four years, set me up for, you know, another job right but uh you're only allowed to work there four years it's kind of like a political position right you're just right, like a right. piece right? right and then a juco oh my god two years it's like you just like boom 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 year after year that's why 18 year olds go to a juco that want to get drafted that i do support if you are good enough and you can go to a juco and get drafted do it like it's one it's year just, you're done you're a pro
0: it's not it's
1: not glamorous that's the problem. All. That's yeah. the
0: problem. It's not glamorous. It's not it's not pretty enough for the guy to go to a junior college, but he doesn't understand that he's gonna get better because he will literally get three times the amount of practice time in games. But they don't know that. Mm-hmm. Nobody's telling you. We played an entire fall season. An entire fall season when I was in JUCO. Twenty-five games. Twenty-five, eighteen in a games. Twenty-five. <laughs> just all day what inning is it the 14th
1: oh no, i don't miss that i don't miss that it's like i pitched in the third i'm still here <laughs> oh i'm still here and i caught like seven innings and they're like yeah can you go play first for like another five fuck it why not yeah let's do yeah. it yeah, yeah, yeah let's go
0: 100 100 yeah it, it's it bothers me to see the lack of like efficiency inside of training schedules like it's Everything that I've seen with, you know, all the different levels and everything, it's just so funny because, once again, it's not a team game, right? Like, we we would the pitchers would, yes, stand out and shag in the outfield, right? But my entire junior college process, I didn't even do that because we had too many guys. And then they had too many guys on the hitting side, right? Like, we came in with, I think, 28 or 30 guys, and we had to get it down to 13. And then on the hitting side, it was like 50, I think it was 50 guys, and we had to get it down to, what is that? 15, 16? I think 15, yeah. I think 15.
1: 30 guys? So,
0: like, you know, it's – that's just the reality of the situation, you know, how the game is played and what it is. And then, you know, you you get to – so, you know, we got lockout right now. We got Caribbean series starting tomorrow, by the way. Check it out on YouTube. All the countries playing for each other. That should be really fun. You should see some good baseball. But then we're going to have college baseball come in. And, you know, all this money of people dropping into college baseball facilities and stuff is is, is going well. And, and it's just a process of it's just a process of how, you know, how do these aluminum bats translate? I just don't see it happening. You know, I mean, it's and, and it's not like it's not fun, but we see exit velocity testing all the time and guys are easily five to eight percent faster with a woman bat than a wood bat so like you're doing you're also doing a disju- you know, disservice to these kids that actually think they can hit you know three times as bigger sweet spot ball travels farther room for errors through the roof you know it, it yeah it makes you a good college player but what does that mean like being a good college player might as well being a, a unbelievable rec player you're just well, so good i am
1: so good at cym basketball yeah you're, you're so that- the best Okay, so, and I'm not trying to insult anybody when I say this, but that's the idea of somebody that doesn't go out into the, into the jungle and figure out what it's all about, right? That's the idea of, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say who it was, but I had some kids in my facility that were ripping on another kid for hit with a wood bat, right? And I'm like, well, that kid's more consistent with any bat that I hand them than anybody else in that group that's kind of making fun of this kid, right? Like, I've seen it happen. Like, he's very consistent. Velocity, distance, everything's consistent. Wood or metal. Because he understands what's happening, right? But when you – that's why I like the summer wood leagues back in high school. At least you got some exposure to it. Like, I broke so many bats. Oh, my God. I broke so many bats at 16 where I was just like, man, I can't hit as well as I thought I could. (laughs) Like, it's not (laughs) the same game. And like, let's take this for instance, right? This is the same size as a 3330 BB core or a Beezer model, right? The only difference is there's no gas in this thing designed to propel a projectile. It's just density. It's literally just like throwing a ball. Like imagine if there was a specific ball that you played with up until professional that allowed you to throw it and spin it harder because of how it was constructed. Right? Like, really? oh, my, like oh, no, this ball is like a wiffle. Like, imagine playing with blitz balls until you get to pro ball, and then you use big balls. <laughs> like, that would be the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah, they'd be like, why is it not moving so much? Like, why is it so slow? I, it, it hurts my hands. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, how come I, I, like, I got jammed and it didn't go anywhere?
1: How come I can't throw a ball behind the guy and make it go in the outside corner? It doesn't work like that.
0: Yeah, the physics are a little different on this move.
1: What did you say, a Japanese or a Korean ball? Are they both different or are they the same?
0: Yeah, Japanese and Korean are are a quarter-ounce lighter.
1: But those two are the same for each other. Okay. Different ball. Like, imagine if you played with that ball and then you got to pro ball and then they gave you the normal baseball.
0: In Mexico,
1: I don't know, but it felt bigger. Like, it
0: literally – and it was a tad a smidge bigger in diam- diameter. And I remember being like, I don't really know what to do with this softball.
1: <laughs> I don't want to throw the plyo ball. Do you guys have, like, baseball? <laughs> this this is, is an
0: interesting a- new plyo ball, yeah. Man. It's very, very, very real. Does it just break real. the
1: wall? <laughs> no. Do you think, because this is advice that I've actually told parents eye-to-eye, and they ask, what type of bat do, do I want to get my kid for high school baseball? I tell them a bomb bat, because it's kind of in between. You get the understanding. You just don't have to break the bank with how many times it's going to get jammed, and you're going to need a new bat, right? Yep. It'll, it'll teach them a little bit more. Plus, to argue that you can't hit the ball as hard with a bomb bat as you can a metal bat when it's physically almost unbreakable i've broken one right but that's a hard thing just like a metal bat sorry i'm getting blown up with calls.
0: yeah i would i would 100% calls. yeah i would 100% um uh bombat de marini makes a composite you know just something that's not gonna uh,
1: i don't see those as often i know what you're talking about I just don't see them. it seems like we got a couple we,
0: we got a couple kids that have the New DeMarini, you're gonna like this because it's in loaded. It's not balanced.
1: Oh, that's cool. That's good. For so, it,
0: so, it actually, it actually feels like a real, you know, real wood bat.
1: Well, the bat guides you to where the sweet spot is. Like, if you feel the weight of the bat, it's like, oh, that's where the sweet spot is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hit it there.
0: <laughs> nice. That's good. That was <laughs> a good one. Right. Write that down, kids.
1: Yeah. The you know, weight of the bat a guides. To your... a big poppy, dude, can we talk about that? So. Where were you in 2004? What were you I just... was
0: in high school. What year Actually, was... w- during that whole thing, I was in my freshman year of college. In October, I was in my freshman year of college, in my apartment with the entire team watching the Red Sox come back and beat the Yankees.
1: Oh, I still get chills
0: thinking about it every day.
1: A- anytime I think about it, like I'm just like,
0: like it's so funny too because it's like such. By the way, the, Yan- the Yankees have not done well since that. 2004 situation. so That was it. Like, you know? And they need an and older
1: Phillies team? Like, it wasn't like – the 08 Phillies team was honestly so much better than 09. It right. really
0: was. Right. Yeah, but Pedro was there.
1: Look at the veteran teaching everybody else how to do it. He had a belly.
0: Yeah. He was still throwing 91 with sync.
1: RIP Roy Holiday. Cliff Lee yeah. with the changeup of hell. Just – Wipe out to right-handed hitters. That big lefty hook. Mm. Uh, anyway.
0: also, uh, what's his name? The other guy, the other lefty too. Um,
1: oh yeah, Cole Hamels. Hamels and Roy Oswald. What a rotation! <laughs> like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here, bro. How's your day Five going? All of favorites.
0: T- terrible, terrible day. Like,
1: what day of the week is it? Doesn't matter. It's going to be a hard day. Uh, Brad Lynch. Brad, Brad Lidge. Oh, they had a big righty that was like a big blonde righty. You know what I'm talking about? He was a setup guy for Brad Lidge. Big, tall, blonde righty. Powerful look. Kind of like a Blake Trinan type.
0: Yeah, it'll come to me. It'll yeah, come to you me. know
1: what I'm talking about. It kind of looked like A.J. Burnett. Like a little
0: yeah, yeah,
1: bit yeah, Burnett. yeah, yeah, yeah. A.J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burnett played on the Phillies. A.J. <laughs> Burnett? Like, low-key, at least have had some unbelievable baseball teams. Like, yeah. absolutely unreal. Yeah. But before, because you know- i got to close out here in a few minutes, speaking about the 4 thing, right, I just – I really want to emphasize this because if you have access to ESPN Plus or you can watch that 30 for 30, Red October, I advise you to watch that so you understand kind of where Big Poppy kind of became Big Poppy right? So you understand this Hall of Fame induction. Yeah, he tested positive, but he did this thing back in 2004 that was pre-anything he did. He was just sensational. Holy shit. I don't know how else to say it. Curt Schilling, the bloody sock. Oh, Kevin Mulan is like, I saw this man get surgery on his leg and then he went out and pitched a game. Like that's that's crazy. Crazy yeah. stuff, man. And you were older. So I think I was – how old was I? I was 10 or 11. I didn't have the, the consciousness that you had because you had played so many games. So what was it like yeah. for you as like a college baseball player watching that happen?
0: Well, I remember whoever the announcers were, they were talking about how he wasn't going to be able to push off his backside and that he was going to have less control because of his back leg and how stable it was. And he just blew that out of the water. Mm-hmm. He was still throwing 95. Um, there's also a little bit of conspiracy that the sock, the bloody sock, was fake, by the way, I which I don't know. Well, you know, here's what I would say about it. What's the
1: purpose?
0: Well, hold on. Here's here's the only reason why. I, well, intimidation, obviously, right? What did the camera well, people? What? Cut off your fucking leg!
1: Fucking be well, a man! Okay, okay,
0: okay. I know, I know. But let's let's just roll it back to the game, right? Take the media, right? right? right. You know a guy. Blew his ankle out.
1: You oh, know yeah. that
0: as the as the hitter. Yeah. And then in game seven, that guy's on the mound, and then not only is that guy on the mound, he's in the pen throwing BBs, and then you see a blood part on his sock. What are you doing?
1: I'm gonna be aggressive. Right. Be and aggressive. he
0: threw nothing. He threw nothing but splitters of those guys. Yep. I'm gonna be aggressive. And he just absolutely splittered him to death. Get yeah. So, the conspiracy that I would not put my ha- my name on, but I could I could understand the conspiracy. I would say I would not say that I'm in it, but I understand. The blood stain did not gain size, and if it were bleeding, it would continue to bleed, and that that thing would have gotten a little bigger, and that discoloration would have changed, and it did not.
1: These words you say are true.
0: But that's not my conspiracy. That's that's someone on the internet. Yeah, but but either way, he still won the game once again. Oh my god, a lot of team
1: Yeah, like I just I'm gonna end on this one, right? When Big Poppy, like what ten years later in 2014, hit 500 in the World Series, right? I felt like that solidified who he was, right? And to me, he was the guy. All honesty, I've had two baseball posters in my whole life Vlad Guerrero and Big Poppy. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famers. But who swung harder than those guys?
0: Hey, you mean a white American? No offense. A white American kid was emulating and excited about two Dominican guys? That's weird. Try to be as Dominican as I could, dog. So weird how you see who the best is, not the best looking.
1: And that, I'm going to end on that. I'm going to go buy a DR hat on Amazon right now.
0: <laughs> hey, tomorrow you got a root for him. Good ball games tomorrow. I'll see if I can good find tomorrow. the YouTube. Hey. I'll see if I can find the YouTube link and send it over to you. Right. So we can have some even more stuff to talk about. We could probably break some stuff down on it too.
1: Oh, hey, your boy, Mateus, that dude's going to do something this year. Yeah. He's, good, he's got a good mindset about competing. And he just, he's got some gamesmanship. It's really fun to talk to him about baseball now because he he understands what he's doing a little bit more, so thank you for it takes a village, dude.
0: dude, for sure, and he got to see the truth, right you know he got to get in the box and see a little bit of the truth and understand where he was
1: I throw him curveballs, cutters, fastballs, no like no understanding of when I'm throwing at anything he will hit 20 doubles off me in a hit Tracks <laughs> PP session. love it. Like, it's just whack, whack, whack. So mm-hmm. appreciate you, man. Great podcast. You too,
0: man. Good podcast.
1: Definitely. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, we'll
0: put some information on this as well in the description. So thank you. Have a good Thanks,
1: one. John, have a good one, brother.
0: Bye, everybody.